0: There are many resources available for the small business and entrepreneur. Today we continue our series on the small business startups with the discussion from the UGA SBDC on this episode of Straight Shot Marketing Podcast.
1: Welcome to Straight Shot Marketing. Is everywhere. It's around your life from what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot.
0: This episode is sponsored by RIMS, a global organization dedicated to the profession of risk management. For nearly 60 years, RIMS has delivered the latest strategies and resources that allow risk professionals to grow, innovate, and succeed in any business. RIMS works with industry leaders to provide content and online training that business professionals can turn to. Topics include business continuity, cyber risk, risk management techniques, the fundamentals of insurance, and more. There's also a private members-only site where people can discuss sensitive issues and get honest answers. Members have been leaning on each other as we all navigate this pandemic. If you're concerned about the safety of your employees and the sustainability of your organization, then you need the resources and connections that RIMS provides. Learn more at Go dot, rims dot org forward slash shot you could get 25% off a year-long membership welcome again to our audience today we have a guest with us from the small business development center at the University of Georgia Mr. Benny Santa Romana
2: Hi, good afternoon to everyone. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, Benny. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> now, you. Glad to be here.
0: Before we get into the interview, you and Zachary have actually known each other for quite some time. Can you tell me a little That's bit right. about that
2: relationship? Well, when I had my own management consulting company back in 2010, I uh, organized what's called a masterminds group.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, one of the members, uh, Sarah Poe, knew Zach. Mm-hmm. And because I, I said, you know, we need someone in marketing. And so Sarah said, let me volunteer, you know, Zach. So, <laughs> he
0: loves it when people volunteer
3: him. Yeah, so, <laughs> so
2: Zach walked in the next meeting and, you know, we, we liked him right from the start.
0: I like him too.
3: Yeah, the the whole idea behind the Georgia Masterminds group was to get people that represented different industries to kind of come together uh, and, and kind of mastermind about how business works and so yeah, it was a it was a nice
0: group. So you are with the UGA SBDC, right? Okay, lots of lots of alphabet going on there. Yeah. The UGA part is the University of Georgia. Correct. Now the U B the SBDC, mm-hmm. the Small Business Development Center. Right. Can you tell me a little bit about the history and purpose of that?
2: Sure. Uh, back in 1976, mm-hmm. the uh, College of Business of uh, UGA. Uh, The dean, uh, his name uh, is um, uh, Dr. Flewellen, um, basically thought, well, you know, if Fortune 500 companies can afford $600 $600 per hour consulting, what about the small business owners, sure. you know, who comprise uh, 50% of uh, employed uh, the workforce and who generate, again, another 50% of GDP? Mm-hmm. So, um, Dr. Flewell and um, spoke with SBA, Small Business Administration, uh, to establish, you know, small business consulting services for small businesses. So, there was prototype, it was dated b- for, about four years, and uh, then President Carter signed it into law in 1980, and now we are about a 1,000 offices nationwide, including uh, Puerto Rico and uh, U.S. Virgin Islands. That started in Georgia? It started in Georgia, yes. Wow, see, that's
3: something that I didn't even know. I didn't Mm -hmm. know that.
0: Well, and speaking of that, what is the relationship, how does it work through the UGA?
2: Uh, Uga has been uh, what was assigned as the governing body mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for SBDC okay. um, because it, um, you know, as a university, it is a learning organization, uh, it is a research organization, and so businesses need that they need someone uh, to research and uh, uh, you know analyze data so mm-hmm. we do that for businesses so it's uh, it was a perfect fit for a uh, uh, university and sbdc to be together and that uh, is the model nationwide so Excellent. yeah that makes
0: perfect sense to me mm-hmm.
2: so the the sbdc works together to to help
3: um, business owners mm-hmm. so tell me about the, the the help that the sbdc provides what 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 can a, a small business person or entrepreneur do by going to the SBDC?
2: Okay, well, let me frame my response, you know, from a business owner standpoint. Right? Sure. So a uh, business owner uh, is always thinking about revenues, mm-hmm. thinking about controlling or managing finances, um, and managing operations or production of and the service delivery, right? So uh, if those are the areas that concern business owners, those are the areas that we help in. And so UGA, SBDC, or SBDC for that matter, you know, hires or on boards um, uh, experienced uh, individuals who have, in the state of Georgia, uh, it's a, you know, uh, a master's degree in business is required, and also a track record in uh, corporate America or entrepreneurship or both. So they hire these um, individuals to help the business owners. So when a business owner comes to us and says, well, I need help. I need, lo- I need a loan, and so like a good you know, internist or general practitioner, all right, it's, it's something is painful, but let me do a full physical exam. Mm. And so we go through the, um, like a checklist uh, of the critical success factors of the business, and it may turn out, and it has turned out actually in uh, actual cases where uh, uh, a client business owner uh, comes in with a loan requirement, and ends up, well, he needed a strategic plan for the business because he was positioned wrong mm-hmm. for the market he was targeting. And so that was slowing down and, and preventing revenues from, from generating and he had to come for uh, for a loan which he thought hmm. would save the business.
0: It's a small business diagnostic is <laughs> what Correct. it is. Correct, That's actually that, yeah. that's
2: a, a very good way to put it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is there, what other types of resources are available through the SBDC?
2: we create and deliver uh, classes mm-hmm. um, specifically tailored for uh, for business owners so we have what's called a grow smart program mm-hmm. uh, that is a 5 week one day a week program uh, that i call that a micro mba um, and i you know as a business consultant for sbdc i I've, I've gone through uh, two business schools mm-hmm. and when i went through this grow smart program i learned maybe 20% more of what I didn't know previously. So we wow. create those programs. Uh, we create um, uh, we do research, and we have available to us uh, consultants, um, very um, you know high quality research databases mm-hmm. like IBIS World For one uh, gives you a periscope of the future of your industry and a rear view mirror of what it was like in the past. So that gives us a platform for strategic planning. We have a, a tool called ESRI, uh, Environmental System Research Institute, uh, a research uh, a database. You know that gives uh, psychographics, demographic data about uh, uh, target populations or, or target markets of a business. So this, uh, you know, all these tools provide uh, really business intelligence uh, to the business owner. Uh, it, without, you know, this. Kind of consulting, you know, and you've heard, you know, the stories uh, from friends and family. You know, I like, I like to start this business because I really love it, and I think people are going to come. And so they start the business. Yeah. And so you have, you have the statistics that show that uh, within the first five years of a new business, about sixty to seventy percent don't make it. So, and that's so sad. So we try to help. Uh, yeah. Reduce that that uh, percentage.
3: Yeah. I've actually. Um, taught at the one of the SBDC events uh, that was tied in with the chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a, a, a boot camp where I was there, and I gave, I think I did two or three classes within one day. Uh, and the oh, stu- the I remember that. The students just went from class to class. Yeah, that's
0: extensive. And, you know, I think one of the great things that you're talking about as well is all of that's current information. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have business owners that may be inheriting a business from their family, Mm -hmm. but they kind of need to know what the demographics are now and how things are playing out in real time. Right. There is really nothing sadder than starting out on a dream with no plan and then having to, you know call it in.
3: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with there's resources that they need to develop a cohesive plan that they're unaware of. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, a lot of business, business owners, they're like, hey, I want to do a restaurant because I make really good barbecue. Mm-hmm. And that's all they know.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so
3: they can go to the SBDC and, and go through and, oh, well, to build your plan, because a lot of people don't even know what a plan looks like, right? Mm-hmm. These are the, the different elements that you need, and here are the resources that you need to pull that plan together.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. making sure all your boxes are checked mm-hmm. you know, right. before you head out. So you have talked a lot about a lot of wonderful resources. I hear a lot of classes, things like that. How is the SBDC funded, and is there much cost for the entrepreneur?
2: uh this our, our services are at no cost uh and so what? <laughs> yeah so so in, in addition to the educational programs that we provide uh we provide uh, actually 80 percent of our activities are one-on-one business consulting mm-hmm. with business owners so that consulting um service is at no direct cost to That's amazing. Um, to business owners and to your question of, of, uh, on how we are funded, mm-hmm. um, the state of Georgia, or specific, you know, the, the corresponding states where the other right. SBDC offices are, um, in the case of state of Georgia, they provide about close to fifty percent of our budget, and Small Business Administration uh, provides the federal counterpart of close to fifty mm-hmm. percent.
0: That's fantastic.
2: And then, and so they funnel these funds. Uh, to the UGA, and we are actually part of UGA now. Uh, we are considered you know, faculty, you know, consultants are. And so um, uh, close to 5% funded by corporate, uh, you know, uh, entities. Yeah. So I invite any and all business owners in the yeah. state of Georgia Basically, to- Basically
0: you know, what he's saying yeah. is, it's free to you. It's a free resource. You have no excuse. <laughs> none. Right.
3: So, so you have all of this funding that's coming in from the government mm-hmm. so that you can help um, business owners, so that you can help people. Right? Why? Why do you? Why does the government care about helping small business? Talk to that a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, I I get a little emotional when answering questions like that. We and, didn't bring the tissues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you know, when I teach the business classes over at SBDC, you know, I I say something as simple as I love America because America, uh, the, our country. Uh, recognizes the um, uh, this country was built on um, uh, on entrepreneurship and by entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. the and American so, dream. The, yes, and so recognizing that the the government has uh, deemed it fit to support small business, and so um, of course you know our funding is essentially from uh, tax dollars, right? So uh, again, because it's uh, it exists by, uh, by by virtue of law. Uh, um, and you know, a small percentage of the national budget goes into um, into what we do. Okay, so, right. to your question, uh, Zach, why we do it? Uh, well, because firstly, the country loves small business. Absolutely. Yeah, the small business built the country, mm-hmm. and it um, it's uh, you know, let's uh, continue promoting small business.
0: Absolutely. So, what exactly is your role
2: there? I'm a business consultant for UJ uh, Okay. So I provide the one-on-one consulting services mm-hmm. and as well as uh, teach classes. Hmm? So he's
3: the contact. When yes. I when I send someone to the SBDC, I don't send them to
2: the door. I you send, send
3: them, them to Benny. To him. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: <laughs> Benny's a man. That's right.
2: And, you know, just just to add a bit um, of of what we do. um, So, um, you know, business owners, they come to our offices. Uh, We um, usually meet with them for uh, one and a half to two hours. We set goals uh, so that the meetings have uh, significance and meaning. And, um, and and so there's uh, you know there's uh, jobs to be done by the business owner, jobs to be done by the business consultant, and the whole goal is to advance that business so that it becomes profitable, and it really becomes a uh, you know a, a bona fide uh, source of income for the business owner,
1: Excellent.
2: and that's that's our goal for each and every client. We want you know, we want them to to be successful.
3: So tell me, I, I know why I send clients to the SBDC, to you. Uh-huh. But what are some of the common situations um, that you see when business owners walk into your door, right? What What are some of the situations that you see? What are they What are they needing? Why are they coming to you?
2: Some of them come because their uh, cash flow, because of cash flow. Um, they don't have enough working capital to support the business. And right. so they come to us for uh, help in getting a bank loan. Or raising investor funds, mm-hmm. so we help them in that area. And there's, you know, there's uh, a lot of detail that goes into that: uh, business planning, uh, financial projections, um, and also uh, just brainstorming with the business owner. You know, why? Why does the? Is there reason for the business to exist today, as opposed to ten years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now is. is do we need transforma- a transformation in the bi- in the way the business does um, you know, does its business? Or are you just falling short, really, of operating capital? Okay. So this uh, kind of deep discussions happen. And in my office, I have a tissue box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Wow. Uh, it, because... You um, can get emotional. Get emotional. Yeah, because uh, for many, the business is their baby. And, mm. and uh, they don't want to see it fail, but... Um, uh, but you know, I will interject at this point that there was a survey uh, by our SBDC Tennessee office um, made uh, to you know to uh, business owners. The question was, what are the top ten things, top ten resources, top ten tools, aids that you needed at the start of your business that would have made you more successful? Number one was education. Mm-hmm. It wasn't money. It wasn't uh, sales. Right. It wasn't. Uh, other things but it was education. If I knew better I would be more successful today than than uh, uh, because I would have had that education.
0: I think you know people set out you know when they want to become business owners it's because they have a skill, a talent or a product that they really mm-hmm. believe in mm-hmm. and so they want to yeah, make some money off of it. Sure. And so they come to you knowing how to cook the world's best steak right and you know they've been cooking steak for their families forever and they're ready to monetize it and make a business make a restaurant out of it and that's what they know they might mm-hmm. even know a little bit about running a restaurant right. they might even know a little bit about inventory and and um, you know uh, getting your products delivered and all that and uh, but running a business is very different because mm-hmm. it takes a very specific skill set to manage uh, you know employees and taxes and you know, just the day-to-days of running uh, an office.
3: Right. Well, there's a lot of things that uh, that you, you have to plan. And mm-hmm. a lot of, I know in, in my experience, and I'm sure you've seen the same thing with, um, with entrepreneurs, small business owners that are first starting. They have no idea what they're doing. They just know what they want to do. Exactly. The how-to, they don't know. They just know what they're so good So that's at. where that educational factor comes mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. Um, which is, again, one of the reasons that we're, doing this series is so that we can talk about those resources that are available out there to help small business owners uh, in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you, you we talked a little bit about people that are struggling with cash flow. Uh. Uh, you also have, like I said, entrepreneurs that have no business and they want one. Mm-hmm. So what do you see when those people come to you? What are the what are the first things that you can tell that they need? Uh,
2: well, for, for instance, uh, I will say this, I interview them. Um, I, I see, uh, you know, first I try to help establish the viability or feasibility of that business through the use of these data tools. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and uh, again, IBIS World is one of the tools that we use. Is there demand for this business? What is the growth rate of this business in the next five years? And uh, there are hundreds of industries uh, that address that question. So if, um, you know, if, if it's established that there's promise for this business, okay, good. Now, so strategically, uh, there is logic, there's reason for starting this business. All right, so now let's look at the, uh, let's deal with the minutiae, the details of making this happen. Your, uh, your, your strategic plan, your operations, your production, your marketing, your, yeah, and your ad- administration, meaning under administration, back office as we call it, mm-hmm. would be accounting, finance, insurance, and uh, technology. So we, we, uh, we look at all those, uh, we discuss all of those success factors you know, with the business owner, and we ask the business owner to put them together in a plan Mm. Um, and, and what, how I express this to clients is, when I started my own business, before a, I made a business plan, I had 10, I thought I had 10 good ideas. And then I was kind of forced to make my own business plan, right, because I joined the contest. Uh, uh, and after making my business plan, guess how many of those 10, you know, percentage-wise, mm. uh, turned out to be good ideas, maybe at best three. <laughs> Because I was forced to to uh, second guess myself in the face of hard data, um, that uh, that basically deleted what I thought were good ideas, and so right. now I would I had pruned you know the business model to a more successful mm-hmm. uh, you know business concept.
3: We use, we use data the exact same way. Uh, every decision that, that we make for a client or when we're talking to a client and we advise them, it's always backed up by data. It's not good enough that you feel like this or you want this. We, I want to say, okay, we're making this decision because XYD data tells us that is a smart decision to make. Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time uh, ourselves as an agency doing, you know, consumer research and that sort of thing to gather the data that's necessary to then direct that business in how they should communicate and how they should operate with other people. So I'm right there with you. Data is king. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you were talking about, you know, the business plan. Can you just I agree with you that business plans are essential. Right, and we are always touting that for our clients that they need to have a solid business plan um, and they need to have their budget in order and everything.
2: Right, the business plan. Let me say this, um, and you know, <clears throat> with all due respect to everyone, to all aspiring and existing business owners, including myself, uh, there's a saying. You know, there are things we don't know because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so the business plan provides a structure, a, a guideline for suggesting to the business owner, okay, these are the things you want to think about, right? So for example, uh, an aspiring restaurant owner, you know, a fantastic chef, best chef for Japanese restaurants in, 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 in the Southeast, um, thinking, well, since I'm, I'm the best chef, maybe they'll come if I open a restaurant, the Japanese restaurant. Now, of course, there's site selection. There's the, um, uh, for, in- for instance, disposable income within a five-mile radius sure, of that absolutely. location. All the su- the success factors may not come to mind for that particular uh, chef because he's thinking about he or she's thinking about recipes and, mm-hmm. and right. presentation. The stuff they do know. <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah. So a business plan uh, brings to light, you know, all the other success factors. And for for many of our clients um, writing the business plan has been an eye-opener mm-hmm. for them and so it gives them a more realistic um, a set of expectations for you know for their dreams of owning a business
3: what well, we build uh, as an agency is we build uh, strategic marketing plans where we tell mm-hmm. businesses how they need to communicate. Uh, with the public moving forward and, and, you know, we build their brand and and all of that. And, you know, we develop a book that you've seen it, a book that we we build for clients that's filled with data and the research and all of that that feeds into that strategic plan. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I will have businesses that are referred to us, they have a business plan, but it has a huge gaping hole in it. And that gaping hole is how they're going to communicate their business to the public right um, and I, I've, I've had uh, I don't know how much of this story I want to tell I, I had a restaurant that came to me referred to me by an independent um, business planner right somebody that they paid right. to to build their business plan mm-hmm. and the, they came to me it was a restaurant everybody knows restaurants fail more than <clears throat> any other business uh, they came to me we, we built their brand, we you know, launched their business, and within three months they had run out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, which means the business planner did not a lot for the money that they needed to operate mm-hmm. over that, that full year. Specifically, the marketing aspect, mm-hmm. because she had enough money for her grand opening, but once that grand opening was over, she had run out of funding, mm. which means that she had no other way to tell other people about her restaurant. It was a restaurant. Didn't know it had, so friends and family was all she had. Mm-hmm. So I think it is very important that marketing be a part of that business plan.
2: Well, over the years, I I, I kind of developed this mental framework for a successful business and. It, it tallies with a business plan. Uh, but to make it simple and easy to remember, I call it the three-legged stool of a viable business. Okay. Because as we know, if any of those legs is broken, missing, or weak, the stool falls, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I let them know that the most important part of that stool, in your which is your business, is actually the seat, because it holds all the legs together. And that seat is management that's that uh, and management is all about strategy is about uh, organization it's about leadership it's about continuous improvement um, those concepts are, are are you know if they're you know, in the mind in the consciousness of the business owner then he or she can make all the other parts work now okay so assuming that the business owner has that mindset all right now well you worry about the, your production, how you're going to deliver that product or service. That's a whole discipline in itself, that's one leg. The other leg is administration, insurance, accounting, finance, et cetera, the back office. The third leg, just as critical as the others, is marketing. How do you communicate, well, you need to communicate the goodness of your of your product or service to your chosen market. And if, if uh, and, and the whole, you know and Zach can speak more to this, but marketing, I, th- I let them know. Look, you can have the best product, mm-hmm. but if you can't communicate that to your sure. target, to your to your target market, to your focus market, and that that needs to be there, your focus market,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, because you have a marketing budget. And if you can't communicate that, then what is what good is your product? So, you know, uh, I I take them as a business consultant for SBDC. Uh, I help them uh, develop the. Uh, you know the basic um, value proposition. You know the unique selling uh, uh, proposition again of of that business. Um, help them uh, focus or identify the focus market. But the actual implementation of you know, I, you know Zach and Jennifer you probably can 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 uh, <laughs> attest to this. Coming up with a tagline is not a it's not a 30-minute job. Right. You know, <laughs> no. So, I mean, uh, so you, you probably have to brainstorm that over a number of days, right? Mm-hmm. Because that is the persona of the of the business. And, right. and many businesses don't realize that because mm-hmm. when they're uh, given a chance to stand up and explain why they are the chosen vendor or supplier, mm-hmm. they say, oh, well, we have the best quality. But, you know, 2,000 other companies yeah. say that. So mm-hmm. what is your unique brand? And so, you
0: heard it here, folks. It's not just us saying it. Marketing, <laughs> branding is
3: important. Well, I mean, you, you bring up a good point. You know, you can come up with a unique selling proposition. You can come up with what you think makes you different. But knowing how to craft all of that into a cohesive message, um, and then not only the messaging, but how are you going to showcase that message?
0: Mm-hmm. And not um, only that, who are you going to showcase that message to specifically? Right. Who is your target? Everybody, if anybody listens to this show regularly, I bang a drum on a regular basis about target audience because, you know, the spray and pray technique of, you know, machine gun advertising. Everybody's my customer. Everybody's (laughs) not your customer. I have a guarantee a 95-year-old sweet little old lady and a, you know, 18-year-old kid probably are not both chopping the same things. So it's important to know your tar- target demographic and, and marketing analysis and things, putting the time in ahead of time to know who you're going to be talking to really pays off.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I may add, mm-hmm. as, you know, as business consultants, we can only do so much, right? We're consultants. And so uh, for your companies like yours, Reformation Productions, uh, we view you as part of the business ecosystem. You know, when a business uh, owner comes to us, they need the you know, the drill down on marketing. We set them in a general direction from a marketing standpoint, um, but in terms of you know setting marketing budgets, deciding on the marketing vehicles, wordsmithing, uh, image and color sure. selection, and all that, we we have you know some idea about that, but that rests on the you know. Uh, for people like you to do.
3: Right, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, it makes sense. You know, you you, help craft the resources and know what they need to know, mm-hmm. but even you are not an expert in everything. No. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, you you know, knowing to point them in that right direction, as that alone is a wonderful resource for people, you know, because you can literally point them in the right direction. This is who you need to go to for this. These are the people that I know that do this. And, you know, that's... Everybody, you know, it's it's an old saying that you used to have in the recording industry because I come from a musician's background, where it's, you have to know a guy. My uncle owns a studio or my, you know, Mm -hmm. so having somebody there that knows people to point you in is is a value. It really is. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And you, so I I wrote down some things I found very interesting in what you said, Benny, and the three-legged stool thing. I'm yeah. a graphic designer, so I'm very visual, and that gave yeah. m- gave me a wonderful visual. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That will pop up again in some of the social media it's you see. It's actually
3: very interesting to interrupt you real quick. I, I have a, a drawing, and you've drawn this. Uh, I have a, a pyramid drawing that, mm. that uh, where I, I have, uh, you build the, the foundation for your business. It's built on three columns, which were your three legs. Mm. Uh, and then that leads to growth and, and et cetera. Mm. One thing that I do not have, which you just said, which was the seat being management. Mm. I don't know how to put that in my pyramid. That's, Maybe that's, you need I, a stool. Like that, I like that analogy okay. though.
2: All right.
0: So what are uh, some other aspects that go into a good marketing plan, I mean a business plan in general? What are some of the other pieces?
2: Uh, management, um, again, speaking of that- that, that, that seat. That uh, what, five, six letter word? Um, <laughs> management, whether, whether uh, applying for a loan, getting investment funding, or just for the business owner himself or herself managing the business, uh, orchestrating all those moving parts to generate profit is the most important thing. So in the business plan, uh, management, the management section, uh, where it defines, you know, the people managing the business and their competencies that are relevant and significant to the business is very important. So for instance, someone who doesn't have experience in medical device manufacturing, but because it's, The business or the the entrepreneur thinks it's profitable. I'm going to go into that, Mm -hmm. but he or she has a finance background or is an accountant. There's a, you know, that's probably not. That's going to be hard, you know, Mm -hmm. um, hard uh, hill to climb. So those are the things that need to be threshed out in the business plan. And now that does not close the door. You know, if an entrepreneur does not have that particular skill, because the the management uh, section can also say, you know, we are, uh, we will be onboarding. You know, we talked about this earlier, a fractional CEO who has 30 years of experience in the industry, uh, who we, we will shadow and we will learn from during a two year period. And so then the business becomes viable. So, but the the management section kind of forces, I hate to say it, but forces the entrepreneur to think about, well, how will the business be managed?
0: Yeah. How will you actually do all the things that you want to do?
2: Mm -hmm. Right. What
0: are some other sections that
3: Mm -hmm. you talked about management? What are some of the other ones?
2: Uh, I start off when I look at a business plan or or help someone do a business plan. I start with the market analysis Mm -hmm. because a business exists uh, because there's a need or demand for it. Right. And if that is not established up front, all the other parts of the business plan uh, don't really, w- wouldn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. Why market a product if there's no demand for it? Again, going back to the business plan, that's the most important part. Uh, market analysis, what is the demand? What are the, uh, um, what constitute the demand? Is it, you know, there, there's probably five factors. It's called pestle, you know, the mm-hmm. political um, environment, the um, um, uh, ec- environmental envir- uh, factor, you know, the social factor, the technology factor, the legal factor. So, all of these factor into the demand for a product. So, for instance, uh, Southeast uh, US, uh, we are it's been said that we are going to be the new population center of the country in about ten years. Oh boy! So what does that mean uh, for? It
3: means I should move.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so is there demand coming out of that? So uh, that's why uh, we see a lot of um, assisted living places coming up, retirement communities coming up, because these uh, business owners have have looked at demand, current and future, and said, let's you know, let's uh, let's build these communities to because there's demand uh, for seniors and, and, and so on uh, who need this housing, you know? okay. so yeah, that's important. So the second part, the uh, second most important part for me is com- the competition analysis. Mm. So it's not enough to establish demand for a product or service. Um, what is just as important is knowing you know, who's competing with me. Right, mm-hmm.
0: sure. Who are you up against? Mm.
2: And then the third section uh, is the strategic position of the business. And that's where um, you know that kicks off a lot of things. You know, yes, we have a niche market that we can succeed in. So, how do we market to that uh, uh, to that particular segment? And so then the marketing plan comes. You know, sprouts out of that out of the strategic uh, um, position section. So it's in the you know I kind of thought about this because um, I was in the business of doing business plans myself in my private practice, And, and and so. I came to this realization a successful business needs to start by defining a demand or need for the product or service. Then competition, strategic position, and then production, marketing, and administration of the business. Mm
0: -hmm. The legs. The legs of the Mm -hmm. stool.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Now, besides... um self-awareness, which the business plan definitely does that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It definitely makes them aware of who they are. They can go through it and and it reinforces all kinds of things for them internally for the leadership and and et cetera. Mm -hmm. But there are other people that depend on that business plan too. Um, If you're going to um, get financing, whether it's a a loan through somebody, they want that business plan. right? Um, You know, um, angel investors, same same way Mm -hmm. um so who what are what are some other reasons why people need to not skip the business planning step
2: well the um i would say that the business community um um, by and large um, has grown very smart Uh, landlords property owners before they lease property they will look for a business plan Ah. at this time Mm -hmm. Um, of course, banks um, and suppliers even, you know, suppliers, uh, you know, if, you, if a business is going to outsource production to a co-packer, for instance, of uh, beverages, um, that, that, um, uh, that contract manufacturer, the co-packer, would ask uh, you know, the, the business owner, well, how many units, how many bottles, how many containers uh, are you going to sell in the next six months and twelve months, so we can plan our own production.
0: They have to have their their answers. And hmm. the
2: business owner, if he answers well, you know, our our um, uh, strategy for the next uh, six to twelve months is to uh, penetrate the these uh, sectors in in the East Coast, uh, you know, targeting these retailers to cater to our consumers. So we expect you know, two million bottles for the first six months, rising to five million bottles within twelve months. And so, when the um, you know a, a stakeholder, as I might call a supplier or an outside party, uh, hears this, they they have a sense of confidence that, right. and sure. then they can hang their hat on that particular you know customer. That's what that that will come out of a business plan.
3: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of times that uh, I think that people. A lot of entrepreneurs, the people that are starting businesses, they they just they they don't know what they don't know, mm-hmm. and what the business plan does is it forces you to think about the business aspect of having a company. Um, there's a lot of things that CEOs do, that boards of directors do, that. You know, your average person doesn't understand. And that business plan makes people understand this is the type of thing that management does. Right. This is necessary because it backs up every decision that you'll make in leadership moving forward. And uh, the business plan, you know, startup business plan, is just the, the first time. That becomes a living, breathing document from that point forward uh, with the business. When we do strategic marketing plans, which are just a piece of the overall business plan, really, mm-hmm. um, we do that to begin with when we're building the, uh, the brand for the company. And then we revisit it every year when we start a new business cycle. So we go, okay, this is what we've learned from the previous business cycle. This is how we're going to expand or react to the market or whatever moving forward for the next year. And that is ongoing for the life of the business. And so um I can't planning is important. It it's what makes you grounded and responsible with your business.
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, my short comment on that, based on my own personal experience, is that writing a business plan um, creates what I call the business DNA of an individual because of the research that person puts into the business plan, the analysis, and again, the self-doubt, you know, the mm-hmm. second guessing sure. that, that happens, that, that really fine-tunes and streamlines those all those ideas. And when a person does it, well and does it diligently he or she comes out a better business person really
0: i would imagine so Mm -hmm. i would imagine it creates an all-in like a Mm buy-in for the uh, entrepreneur like you can have an idea and it can be you know pretty great but the moment you start pouring yourself into that business plan the moment it becomes very real and very Mm -hmm. doable Mm -hmm. most of the time yeah (laughs) it makes a lot of sense Yeah. yeah
3: Now, of of the three that you mentioned, right? So you have um, entrepreneurs, startup uh, business. Mm. You have people that are looking to expand, and you have people that are looking for help or rescuing to a certain extent. Which of those three? What do you see more most often?
2: Well, it would be um, those looking for growth. Really, that's yeah. positive. Mm. That's mm. good. Mm. And and well, it's actually a um, uh, a, de- a deliberate. Uh, you know, uh, decision on our part. As SBDC, uh, we um, you know we help about out of our to- total portfolio of clients, thirty percent would be startups, um, and then the rest would be existing businesses. That that would be our uh, you know our segmentation, so to speak. So uh, for the you know majority of our clients are either they either want to grow, or are in trouble. And the third segment or the fourth category is. Those who want to exit the business, sure. Ooh,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, handing it exit up. strategy.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, so and again, that's uh, that in, uh, you know entails um, a whole knowledge set. Again, you um, know, for those again listening to the program, if you're thinking of retiring and getting a lump sum from the business, uh, the the short uh, the short sentence is: prepare yourselves three years before your actual exit because potential buyers of your business, investors and so on, uh, will look at the last three years of yeah. uh, financial performance before the sale of the business. So uh, if, you see, if you can demonstrate an ascending trend of profits, mm-hmm. then it's like stocks. You know, People will say, well, better buy this business now before it gets any higher. Now, if yeah. it's on the descending trend, that's not a good thing right mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I've actually had uh, companies come to me within that three year window. They're like, I, I want to to show that we can still grow. I want to show that we're in a, you know a viable business mm-hmm. before I, I get out. I'm wanting to grow it enough so that I can make maximum dollars when I sell it right So they they're they you know their motivation is is growth, to, to sell it. I, I talk to people a lot about, okay, what what's your what's your end game? What do you do you want to leave it to your family? Do you want to make a mark on your industry? Or do you want to simply sell it and have enough money to retire? And depending on what those goals are, depends on how we build that strategy out. Um, but a lot of times people are within those last three years and they know that somebody's going to be looking at it. They're like, okay, I need to show growth within these three years. Mm-hmm. And that's our goal. That's what we go after. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Benny, how can our audience reach out to their local SBDC for more information or assistance?
2: Uh, well, we have uh, 17 offices in the state of Georgia. Wow. So just uh, Google UGA, Small Business Development Center, to find those locations and contact information. Uh, myself, I uh, service the county of Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. So, um, all you Gwinnetians out there, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're.
0: I'm uh, a Gwinnetian.
2: Yeah, oh, good. So, <laughs> uh, we have our offices um, uh, about one and a half miles from Sugarloaf Mills. Mm-hmm. We have a Lawrenceville campus mm-hmm. of UGA, and I've we been have, there. It's beautiful. And yeah, we have our office there.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, our audience is not just in Gwinnett, not just in Georgia. We actually, our audience is nationwide we actually have people outside of the country this is just we're talking about united states things here but how could they reach out to or find if there's an sbdc near them if they're in chicago or wherever they might be
2: right oh well Um, yes since we have a thousand some offices nationwide so again i will call on the power of google Right. Uh <laughs> the almighty God of Google. So, so you can um you know, in very specific terms, put in your address on Google, right? And so a map will come out. a Google map will come out and then click on nearby. Uh, there's a nearby function of mm-hmm. uh, of the Google map of Google Maps. And when um, and when you click nearby, then just type in SBDC. There you go. Then you'll find the local the nearest now, does office. Does
0: the SBDC office need to be near where their business might be located, where they live, or does that matter? There
3: are there any restrictions about location? No, not
0: really. Anything that's convenient yeah. for them to get to, right. they want to go to. Right. And, and no matter what state they're in, is it all free for use for the business owner?
2: Uh, it is, yes. Okay,
0: so no excuses, no matter where <laughs> you live within yeah. the continental United States. <laughs> Excellent.
2: Yeah, and before you know, our audience um, uh, thinks you know this is so hard. We've heard about business plans and all this analysis, and uh, that's the reason you know consultants are here. That's, Benny
0: likes it. Let him do it. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> and that's the reason you know marketing specialists, just, just like Reformation, mm-hmm. are there to help. Um, so the business owner, I look at them as coming to us as you know um, with with a power with a power cell. With a general GPS, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, system, I'm, uh, I want to I want to start this business, and so it's our job and it's our role, and we enjoy it, you know, to help uh, you know structure the business to reach that destination. Set and,
0: it off on the right path.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: So, what are some things that you wish business owners knew when they first started up? What are What are some things that I just wish people would really? Grasp this concept or understand this thing. What is one thing that you would pick that you really wish they knew?
2: Uh, the it, that that is the um, uh, the marriage of what they're good at and the demand for what they're good at. So those two um, right. those two factors. There's a demand for what they're good at, and you know if there's if if that equation exists then I would, uh, I would suggest to that individual, you know, pursue that, you know, investigate that. Not necessarily start the business right away, but you have a, uh, an opening. Whether you're an accountant, whether you're a lawyer, whether you are just uh, a business person, um, you know, assess your skills, take an inventory of what you're good at, and then look for the demand for what you're good at. Right. And that's, that's the starting point.
3: Right, right. I agree. I tell people uh, I get people get sales and marketing confused all the time, and and one of the things that I tell people, similar to what you just said, is um, when salespeople ask about how to sell more product, I tell them, your job isn't to push your product on somebody. Your job is to figure out. What do they need? What do I offer? And where do those overlap? Mm-hmm. And then how can I communicate that in a way that's going to make them prefer me? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's your job. Mm-hmm. Not not to, I want you to buy this. I know you don't want it, but I want you to. You that's need not, this. Because then, then
0: you run the risk of lying to potential customers.
3: Right. Then you have shade, you know, shady, shady salesmen. <laughs> abusing that
0: relationship that you're starting with them by trying to sell them something that they don't need. Right. Because sooner or later, even if they purchase it, or, you know, they're going to regret it. And then that ruins the relationship. But if you're able to provide somebody with a genuine need, if you're the guy, that you can,
3: That you can genuinely produce. Mm-hmm. Right? I am good at this. You need this. Let's get together and be friends. It's really go. that simple. It's a,
0: simpatico. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Tresta. Tresta is a business phone app for your iPhone or Android that allows you to activate a business phone number instantly and make and receive unlimited calls and texts right from the smartphone you're already using. Whether you're a freelancer or a founder, growing your business is all about communication and networking. You've got to be available. And chances are you've been giving your personal phone number out to clients so you can stay connected on the go. Tresta's virtual phone system allows you to separate your personal and business phone numbers and get work done anywhere, anytime. Tresta also comes equipped with powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, and user groups. It's easy to configure so you can set everything up yourself all online and customize your call flows based on your business needs. Tresta is the best phone app for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Whether you just need a business phone number or if your team is ready for a complete business phone system. It's just $15 per month and it comes with a 30-day free trial so you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at Tresta.com forward slash straight shot. That's trest dot com forward slash straight shot. All one word. So, Zachary. Yes. What is the straight shot from today's episode?
3: Um, uh, let's see. The takeaways and observations from today's episode will include. Drumroll. Um, the SBDC is a resource for new and existing business owners that might need help with business planning as it relates to growth, repair, and startup key things to remember so no matter where you are in the process uh they can help you now the big thing the huge bonus give it to me paid for by the state and federal government what so uh the government does this as a way to support small business within the united states uh because our country was built on the backs of small business so no cost to the business owner that's
0: amazing that's amazing
3: so, some specific situations where business owners might need help might include needing uh, capital or cash flow to support their business mm-hmm. through business loans, outside investors, whatever it may be, for the purposes of startup, expansion, or repair. That's if you have yeah. cash flow concerns. Course
0: corrections.
3: Also, if they're considering building an exit strategy, right? Are they looking to sell their business and? get out of it they could help with the uh, exit strategy as well and then the third situation that i would call out is if you're needing growth or expansion from a business strategic perspective uh, they can kind of help you s- help say, okay, well, one of the ways that you could expand your business based on the statistics in the industry would be blah. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, you know, I would really like to start making, you know, pajamas for monkeys. And they'd go, nobody buys monkeys.
0: I would buy so monkeys they can, and I would buy pajamas you know, for monkeys. You that. I'm just saying, there is a market for it.
3: So they understand the leadership and management needs of business operation. And they know what resources are going to be needed by business owners in order for them to be successful. And they can point you in the right direction in any of the four areas that Benny here mentioned in his stool analogy. Now, you remember what they are? Yes. The first one, the seat, was management. Mm -hmm. Now, the SBDC offers education and leadership Organization, business direction, and other areas. They can also point you in the direction of an interim CEO or mm-hmm. a part-time CEO, somebody for you to to learn from until you can can get going or hire your own CEO. They have those resources available to them. So that's the seat. That's right? the seat, right? And then we had the three legs, right? So the first leg was administrative. That's what we call the back, back office, that's right? right. So what the SBDC does for that particular leg, you like like, this is my leg thing. So what they do for that leg is they'll point out and make you aware of the needs that you're going to have in that area, which, of course, are going to include insurance, legal filings, accounting, yeah, finance, bookkeeping, all, all of that that you HR. may not have thought of on your own. So the second leg, yes. which is my favorite leg.
0: Why is it your favorite if leg? If you
3: can have a favorite leg.
0: I bet you do have a favorite leg. And why is that one your favorite leg?
3: <laughs> because it's marketing. Of
0: course. Now, at the
3: SBDC, they offer classes in mm-hmm. marketing, and they can also point you to a marketing firm or interim CEO if necessary. That's where our relationship intertwines with the SBDC. We uh, also refer to them clients that are in need of their services, mm-hmm. including additional capital capital or whatever That may be. So that's why Betty and I are close. So um, the third and final leg is the one that most people automatically assume, right? So it's not one that they're going to forget. And that is production. They help you think through needing expertise in that area. That means, you know, how are you going to deliver that product or service that you're going in business for uh, to begin with whether you're you know making widgets or you know doing some sort of, of service either one They're, again they'll help you think through the the logistics uh, of that so uh, that whole analogy the whole stool analogy which I love mm-hmm. actually supports the pyramid analogy that I shared in the last episode. Uh, Love this analogy as well. But for the time that you work with the SBDC, they'll help you in focusing in these particular areas. They want to help business management through the planning stage. And they're a resource to point you in the right direction for things that you should be outsourcing to an expert. So again, A great group of folks, Um, we love them very much, and a great resource for business owners, management professionals, whoever you might be. So I recommend you check them
0: out. Well, Benny, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. And sharing the SBDC with our audience. If you guys enjoyed uh, this episode, please don't forget to hit like or subscribe. It really helps us out. It helps people find us on the podcast channels. And don't forget, we want to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment that you want us to include in this series, leave it in the comments on our social media or email us at info at or call us at six seven eight. extension 300. Either way, we'll get back to you. We'd love to hear from you. If you have comments or questions about anything, let us know. If you have uh, show ideas, we'd like to hear that too. But we'll be running a series on the small business startup. So again, if you're thinking about becoming a brand new business owner, if you're currently a business owner and would like a little bit of extra help or just some good old-fashioned knowledge and advice, let us know. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086 extension 300 or you can email us at info at straightshot.net be sure to download the straight shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows this has been straight shot